we're glad to, that you're with us this morning and I got up like most of you did a while ago and first thing you do, look at the weather. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm just amazed that you're all here today. So, <laughs> You know, I want to bring a four-part series. I, you know, it's Christmas time or Easter, I never like just saying, okay, here's one message and that's it. I think it's just such an important time of year that whether it's Christmas or Easter, we spend more time on it. So we're going to look at the next four uh, times we have together, the next three Sundays and then Christmas Eve when we have a special candlelight service here on, on Jesus and his eternal kingdom. I want to ask you a question and I'll pray. Have you thought about eternity this week? Have you thought about eternity and, and what that actually means? And how long that's going to be. We don't think about eternity enough. And Jesus and his eternal kingdom and how it involves you and me. And we're going to look at that today. Let's pray. Lord, we're thankful today that we're living a place as a, as a believer that even though we might be temporarily confused by our surroundings, we know we have truth and we have hope and we know through your word what's taken place. The day we accepted you, Jesus, you made it part of your kingdom that we will be a part of forever. Lord, as we look to your word today, as we say every Sunday, this is a unique day. This same crowd will not be here again. And you brought exactly who you want to hear this message today, whether it's right now or whether it's on YouTube. I ask that you would just touch hearts today, calm them from whatever their fears are, to know that you are in complete control. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm thankful, as I talked about last Sunday, if you want to look up on the screen here, if Jim wants to put up on there, we've got another addition to our family. So uh, there's little Calvin, and Alexis wanted his, Phil, his, little, his middle name is actually Billington, so... Just really grateful for that. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. So, you know, um, just so humbled and thankful in how that we, we look to children and the innocence of children and how that God's word tells us about a son that's given what was being sung today. And, you know, I'm always... Reminded of just so many different things, but you know, this week how that's what happens with you know a birth and when a child is born, and and uh, you know I forget this about you know little boys. I remember this with with even Wade, and there were some complications years ago with him. But you know, uh, so I was I wasn't thinking, and you know, Nobel always changed his diaper. Or forgot that he was circumcised. Like, oh man. You know, I'm just like, ah, oh, wow. Anyway, so I'm just like, man, I'm glad it happens when you're just born, right? But, whew, anyway, so, uh, you know, there's just so many things that go on, you know, through the birth of a, of, of a child today and, and all, everything that surrounds it. And I'm not going to get into all that today, but, but all that goes on in the great hospitals and the doctors and the nurses that we have in, in, it truly is a miracle. Every time a child is born, it, it is just, un, it, it's, it's amazing. And you'll hear moms or dads, especially dads, you know, we're always kind of on the outside, you know, a little bit. But when that child is born, it's such, 
in how you'll hear Father say, it just changes their life. It changes your life. You just can't believe when you see you have this, this little one that you're now responsible for. And that's what we're going to look at today. You know, God, what he's done for us. And I want you to take whatever you're going through, the responsibility that you have, and take it off yourself. Give it to your heavenly father. That's why Jesus was born. Let's look at it. Now, Isaiah chapter 9, we'll probably look back at this verse again over the, this series of, of messages that we're uh, reading. This is the first part. But in chapter 9 and verse 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. How powerful will he be? The government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, let me say that again, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. In other words, it will be forever. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, in other words, it was established in Jerusalem, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from time forward, even forevermore. The zeal, this is the key now, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. What is, what is that about? All of it comes down to that, if you will, to that last verse. That last verse is always overlooked at when we talk about the birth of Christ. What is involved when, it, when we have a child? When we have a child that's given and the responsibility of a parent. There is such love and such conviction that is there that you know as a parent, you're going to do anything and everything that you have to do whatever you will do to take care of that child. What the scripture is telling us here that God loved us so much that his son that he gave us with such conviction and love. That's what it's talking about with that zeal. The zeal that God gave us through his son, that his son is going to be so powerful that all the world will look to him. And if we are willing to look to him today, whatever is it on your heart, he says that his power is eternal and will come to you with that eternal peace. There's nothing else that will do that. The world tries to fabricate it. And the world tries to give you what I like to call is a, a false hope. You know, I was watching this week on, on YouTube about, if you don't, there's kind of a wave over the last several years about, uh, about the sneaker culture. I don't know if you know anything about that or not, but it's just a, it's a big deal, you know, trade and buy, sell sneakers. And so we're thousands of dollars, you know, and this goes on all the time. It was interesting talking about truth and, and talking about real and unreal, fake and truth and, 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 and hard to, to see the truth sometimes. And maybe that's why you're confused today. And, this, and the whole documentary a little bit on was on this city in China. Now get this, in the city in China, where Nikes are made and, and all these unbelievable sneakers that you see everywhere, Jordans and all those that you see, that you see in all the stores. They're made in this one city in China. Do you know there's a, there, there, I don't want to get off track here, but uh, the 
factory is huge. You know, Apple has a factory in China that employs 500,000 people. Is that crazy? I, I don't even know why I brought that up. Hold on, let me get back to what I was saying. All right, so anyways, so there's this huge factory in this one city in China that makes these real sneakers, the Nikes and all those that are real. But in the same city, you can go not too far down the street even what the guy was saying in the documentary, and that's where they make all the ones that are fake. The same exact city. The fake ones are made in the same city, which are very hard to tell apart as the same city as the real ones are made. Now, it takes a trained eye to see what's real and fake. And he, and he was showing uh, the guy and, and he was saying, well, you know, and he's trying to justify why he sells, you know, knockoffs or called knockoffs, why he sells them. And, you know, anybody can justify a lie, I guess. But anyways, he's selling why he does this. Well, you know, some people just don't want to pay for, you know, what they're paying for the other ones. And, you know, and he's going all through this and everything. But it's, it's unbelievable. But he was showing exactly what you have to look for or you can't really tell. What I'm here to tell you today is that we have been given, as the Bible says in the end times, many false Christs. And if we're not careful, if you're not careful, you will hear what the world is saying. You will not look at, to the child that is born, to the father who has given us the true and the real, the real truth that we have to follow in Jesus. And you'll get confused and you'll get off track and you'll become destroyed. Because what you think what is real is fake. And it will only take you so far till it completely falls apart. So I want you to know that your hope today is in the supernatural. Your hope today is in one who will never fail. His judgment, his justice, and his peace is eternal. And if we look to Jesus Christ today in our homes, with our families, with everything that we are involved with, all through, the, all through the week, we have hope because of this time of year to remember why he was born. He was born for you and me. So the beginning, there's always a beginning. I want you to think back, if you will, because of that, the day, if you will, if you can remember, the day that you accepted Jesus as your Savior. That was the beginning of you accepting the foundation of hope forever in one, in the one, in Jesus. What happens today is this. Some of you that maybe you were brought up in church, I don't know, but if you were, you can look around or you can have many friends that you know like, what happened? Where are they? I mean, they used to be so, that zeal, they used to be so on fire for the Lord. And man, they were a follower. And man, what happened? What happened was this. They were lied to. And they believed the lie. And they went down that road. And they built on a false foundation. And it crumbled. And because it crumbled, they gave up hope. Why? It's not God's fault. They gave up hope because they were building on the wrong foundation. Let's build on that. Let's build on knowing that God gave us his son. We don't have to be confused today. We look at all the things that are going on in the world and all the different religions. 
Jesus Christ is not about any religion. That's why people, when we come here, say, well, Dallas, what, what do I have to do? What do we have to do to join a church? Says, you, don't, you don't have to do anything to join a church. Do you know Jesus is your Savior? Well, yeah, I, you know, and I go through everything. I said, as long as you know Christ is your Savior and if you've been, if you've been baptized by mercy, yeah, well, then, you know, baptism doesn't get you into heaven, but you're part of a local church with that. I said, we don't have a church membership because we're part of the body of Christ. In other words, I don't want, I want to keep it basic. I don't want you to be confused. It's about knowing Jesus as your Savior. And many people can argue the fact of so many different things, but keep it simple. What I always say to people when it comes to your faith in Jesus Christ, I just keep it so simple. They go all over the place with, you know, they, one guy, he was talking to me, and he was going so fast a few weeks ago. And I stopped him on the phone. I said, Stop. You know, about all his problems and everything that's going on. I said, stop, wait a minute. I said, take a deep breath. Jesus has made it very basic for us. Do you know him as your Savior? Well, yeah, I do. I said, well, then all I ask you is read in his word a few minutes every day. And the Lord will give you the wisdom. And it will all come together. It might not be right now, but it will come together. But he was telling me everything, all the different counts he was getting, all the different books he was reading. I said, stop it. We make it too complicated. That's exactly what the devil has done to your life and to mine. You know that if you look up and you, you Google it, there's a, there's a lot of different interesting sites on, for you and for me now on social media now and how that either either get rid of it or have it at least as possible because the amount of pressure that it puts on you. You know, how many times if people even, even said to me, and then we'll look at the next verse, well, you know, I, I, I thought they were my friend, but they defended me. You know, it's just so like, what? And I'm dealing with all these situations of people, all this heartache of people going on things in their lives. You, we have complicated our life. Keep it basic. It's believe in the one who is Jesus Christ, who came, was born to this world, became our Savior. Ask him in your heart. This word has been given to us. We have the Holy Spirit within us. Let him guide you every day. He'll work it out. It's that basic. So what's happened as we build into that? Well, Matthew chapter 16, again, talks about his kingdom. And it talks about the warfare. None of you, we would all be in agreement that there is a battle going on today for your relationships, in your job situations, and interaction with people, with war, with rumors of war. There is just mass confusion everywhere. Even someone... Of people believe, I, I guess now if you, I think I'm right, if, if on Facebook you can, you can decide there's 60 different, I, I don't know what term I want to use, but there's 60 different, if you will, genders or whatever you want to call yourself, you can pick from of what you want to be. I was reading about a guy who the law said, no, you can't do that. He went before the law and he said he wanted to try and get out of something. He said, he's actually not his age, he's actually a teenager. He's like 50 years old. But he's telling, you know, no, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really 18. This is how ludicrous we've, where we've gotten in our society. Why? Well, let's, let's, let's see why. Well, 
let's think about, let's look at back at God's kingdom and what we're facing in this world. Matthew 16 and verses 18 and 19. And I also say that you are Peter and on this rock, meaning Jesus, he's speaking, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, or in other words, hell, shall not prevail against it. And he goes further and says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth, you will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Remember, there's a verse that we've quoted before in, in, um, in um, a Revelation. And it's whatever door the Lord opens, whatever the door Jesus opens, no one can shut. And whatever door Jesus shuts, no one, no one can open. What is this kingdom? I, I want you to know there's a war right now. If you're trying to do what is right, if you're following God's kingdom, you're believing in who Jesus is. You know, it's amazing to me. You know what I heard this week? If you can't believe that there is not a war against Jesus and, and the devil doesn't want you and the world to hear about Jesus, that I heard that this week, that, that they are no longer in one of the school systems give, giving out uh, uh, the, um, you know, the candy canes that are, you know, they're shaped like a J. The superintendent or the, or the uh, administrator said, well, it's really like a J and it reminds people of Jesus, so we're not going to give those out anymore. And then, now let me go one step further. Let me go one step further. And then PETA said, PETA, you know, the animal rights group, PETA said that they don't like it because it reminds them of, of like the shepherd's hook that they used to reel the sheep in with, and, and that's too cruel. So they don't want it either. This is crazy. That's what I'm, what I'm here to share with you is, is the Bible saying there with this kingdom that we're a part of, there's clarity, there's truth, there's not confusion. James 3.16 says where there, every evil thing is, there's mass confusion. That's why we see everything is so confused today in our society. I could give you many, many more um, illustrations and I'll just share this a couple other ways, but in California now, if you take your child to uh, reading time, let's say if you're busy and uh, you want them to learn more about certain books, you know, they used to go to the library and have these reading times. The reading times are now where you sit around and a teacher used to, to read at, at the library or whatever it used to be. Now they're letting all, <laughs> all the drag queens come in and read to the children. Complete what they have on so it will get them more acclimated to where we are in our society. Now, I could read you many, many more, but I don't want the shock factor. I just want you to know when the Bible says that, that Jesus will build his kingdom, I don't want you to be afraid of what you're raising your family in. I, I want you to know when it says the gates of hell will not prevail against you or your family. What does that mean then? That means we're living in a time where I believe that, that without a doubt we're getting closer to the end. As we get closer to the end, those gates of hell have opened more. They have unleashed more from hell. But you and I, we don't have to be paranoid. The gates of hell will not prevail, will not win 
against you or me because we are part of God's kingdom and he honors you because of his son. And he says, because you believe in my son, I will give you the keys. In other words, I will give you power and authority to face whatever the devil brings against you. Such power that whatever is bound in heaven will be bound and whatever is loosed on this earth, you will be able to loose. That's the power that he gives us. In other words, it's supernatural. God gives us supernatural power for our marriages and for our workplace and for wisdom that we need, for our kids, for every situation that we're, we're battling so much every day. Amen. People say, you know, I just feel like this, this oppression all the time. It's a warfare. Recognize it. The more that you recognize it, the sooner you'll be able to throw it off of you. And say, in the name of Jesus, I have power. Whatever you're trying to do, devil, to me, my family, my kid, whatever it might be. In the name of Jesus, I've already won this. That's the way that we have to live. See, that's why Jesus was born. Read an article this week. You can look it up if you want to. The title of the article says this. About a very prominent... Jewish lawyer in London who is now moving his family or moving back or just moving to Israel. And his quote is, Europe is finished. A very well-educated person who has lived years and years in London. It's over. Do you know all the churches that were all over Europe? Most of them have been replaced with mosques. Radical Islam is, is taking and has taken over Europe. I'm not going to go down that path today except to know that we're living in a time to where that if I would preach against certain things in Canada, right above our border, I, me, your pastor would be thrown in jail tomorrow. Just right above our border. So I'm here today just to make you aware that this time of year when we see all the other things and we have such technology can help us out from every, every angle imaginable. But it can't give us hope. Hope is in the one. And he was born and God loved us so much with zeal, love, and conviction that no matter what we face, or matter what our fear is, or matter what happens, or we have to send our kids off to these schools that we don't know what's going to happen today, we know that Jesus is control of our life, and we are a part of his kingdom. What do we have to do then as we close? There's always you and me. There's always an application, and we're going to close with that. I want you to look at one more verse today. Matthew chapter 18. What do we always have to do? Whether it's a day that you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, whether you've been a believer for 20 years. If we really want the Lord to work in our life and have the power that we need, the calm that we need, the vision and the, and the wisdom and the peace that we need, this is what we have to do. Jesus was speaking to a crowd and they would always push the kids aside because children were not important. He begins to speak. 
And the crowd has already seen Jesus perform unbelievable miracles. They've never heard anyone teach like this. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have been already have been healed. And he sits in a group and they said, Jesus, we want to ask you a question. He says, what is that? Who is the greatest in the kingdom? And listen to what he says. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, this is us today. Assuredly, I say unto you, unless you are converted and become as a little children or as a child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one little child like this in my name, see, that's his kingdom, receives me. Do we need to remind it today that his kingdom, if we want answers and we want hope and we want peace today, we first have to believe what God did. He sent us his son. That's why Jesus came. To shed his perfect blood on a cross and that we could pray. And when we pray, we come to him in faith as a little child. Not trying to figure it out, not arguing about it, not having a theological debate or going on a college campus, not all these other things. No, just having a faith as a child and going before the Lord and saying, Lord, I can't figure all my life out. I don't understand all this, but I'm going to so depend on your faithfulness and who you are. I'm going to so believe your word that I'm going to ask Jesus into my heart. Out of all these things that I want to think and I don't believe and I don't understand, I'm just going to so trust as a little child and ask you into my heart. Then, he doesn't want us to stop there. That's where the problem is. You might be at the age, I might be at the age that we think that we know better. We've got it together. We know the answer. And if we don't know the answer, it'll just be a matter of time till we figure it out. God's saying, that's not my kingdom. My kingdom is always a dependency on our heavenly father. No matter where we're at, to be as a little child. And to trust him as we did as a little child. That's what he wants. There's a way that we went if you had the father like I did and the mother like you Knowing that I could, as a little child, remember always trusting them 
and knowing that there was security there. <laughs> I'll close with this. You know, I had a rough, not an easy week, but it's neither here nor there. But Lexus's baby had to go to Children's Hospital and just being four years old and she's all upset. She calls me and Phil is with her and we go down to ER at Children's Hospital, you know, and his blood count was at a stride. I don't understand all of it anyways. He's back in, in the room there. <laughs> and I go in and just this little four-day little baby boy there, just there with his mom and just there on the bed. And the nurses are trying <sighs> to get the needle in his little arm. And it was so painful to watch. And it was so like difficult in that we all have that time. You're in those unknown times. There's those gaps. You're not sure what's going on. And all you can do is be like that little child. And he started to whimper and, ugh, and just, but his mom was there, right there. And so was his dad. And they were going to leave. They weren't going anywhere because of the innocence and the dependency of that little baby, totally dependent. Nothing that that little one could do. Now here's the key. The key is you and I are like a little child. Have you gotten away from that? Have I gotten away from that? Of being so dependent on there's nothing that I can do in my situation. You fill the blank in. Except know that Jesus is my heavenly father. And just as I saw me being a grandfather, but a father and a mother, so there of every second of what the doctor and the nurses were saying. Being there, being there. Emmanuel means prophesied in the book of Isaiah, God is with us. God is with you today. You are his little child. And if you so come to him, so dependent, you don't have to scream and cry out. You don't have to do all those things. He knows how much you need. And that's what he's there for. And it might not be right then that it's fixed. Just like things are still a little touch and go with little Calvin, and I think he, everything's going to be fine, but he's home and he's still having to go back and forth to the doctor and all those things. But, Mom and dad, never, ever leave. Not one second. Not one second. That's you. That's me. When we're a part of God's kingdom, the Lord says we are his child. But we somehow have gotten to the place 
whether we're a teenager, whether we're 50 or 60 years old, that we think we got to do it. We got to figure it out. We got to do it. That's why you're so exhausted today. Because you got to do it. You got to figure it out. And I'm here to tell you today as I close, you're trying to do it yourself. And the Lord says, I just want you to be the greatest in the kingdom. It's just to come to me as a little child. And I will open the doors and I will shut the doors. And I will give you the keys of my kingdom. And you will have the power and the authority of whatever the devil tries to do to you, your family, your life, your future. We are part of God's kingdom. And through his son, Jesus Christ, you're never going to lose. You might feel that way sometimes. But he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. But all he wants you to do today is to recognize why his son came, to be a part of his kingdom and to be like a little child. Not only when we accept him, but as we live in his kingdom, let's still be that little child, just so dependent on our heavenly father. And you mean as a parent in this world that you know what you would do for your child? And you to think as you are now, you so believed on who Jesus is and you accept in his heart. You, you, you mean to tell me that you won't believe what, how God is going to watch over you? I'm here to tell you today, you are part of his family. And he's here with you today. And he's never going to leave you. And he's never going to forsake you. Let's pray. As you walked in here today, what is it? What are you thinking about? What's your mind spinning? Instead of that, just take a deep breath and see Jesus, your heavenly father. He's got it. Might not have all the answers right now, but he holds you with such power and grace that you experience a peace. A peace that you know that it's your heavenly father that's got you. And he's there to wrap his arms around you and to let you know everything is gonna be okay. I'm right here with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And all we have to do is his kingdom. The greatest in his kingdom is to be like a little child. And when we learn to do that on a daily basis, it's amazing the peace that you'll have. Because he is he came into this world as we read. He's the Prince of Peace. He created peace. 
He's the giver of peace. That's what he gives us today. He gives you hope. Because you are part of his kingdom that lasts forever and ever and ever. Jesus, we love you because you first loved us. Lord, as we always do every week, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's someone here today that doesn't know you as their Savior, that is a lost child, that is a lost person, whatever it might be, Lord, let them know, Jesus, that you gave your son, you gave of yourself. You came into this world, God with us. Jesus, you wrapped yourself in human form and lived a life along with us to let us know that you've experienced all that we've experienced. But yet you were still perfect and you shed your perfect blood on that cross for us. And we have hope in you, not any religion. Lord, if there's someone that needs to accept you today, we ask as we give this invitation, they're watching today, they pray, Jesus, I believe why you came to this world. And I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Jesus, we thank you for the hope that we have and we can be a part of your kingdom. Lord, if there's someone here today that needs to accept you, may they step out, may a friend bring a friend, and I can pray with them. Jesus, they can find heaven as their home as Ben leads us today. In Jesus' name, amen.